day. Where are we? Welcome to... What difference does it make? Another podcast. Another podcast. Am I popping my peas? Another podcast. All right. Stop popping your peas. Peter picked a peck. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Um, and this is a special episode where we'll, we're going to talk exclusively about one artist, one band, because you saw this band recently. I did. I saw them last week. This that band is officially now called Jeff Lynn's ELO. Yes. Because I think, I actually think there's an ELO 2 touring around somewhere. When Jeff Lynn was like, had the band dormant, there was a ELO 2, which is, I think, the. The violinist was playing ELO songs. Um, it's like, hey, I used to be in the band. You know, that's more like a tribute type band, I think. I'm surprised. ELO too. That's too, I, I don't like that. He bought the name. I mean, he bought Bev Bevins out and he owns the name ELO. Bev, and Bev Bevan is? Bev Bevan. Is the drummer for ELO. The drummer. But oh. he bought him out. It was in 2000. Jefflin revived ELO, buying out 50% of the rights to its name from Bev Bevan. And that's when he released the album Zoom. But that was 2001. So that was way after when we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Axl Rose infamously forced uh, his guitarist Slash to sign a thing, to sign all the name, to sign off on Guns N' Roses. So Axl owned exclusive rights to using the name Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah, that, I I can't remember the exact circumstances, but it was it was something like under you know he he really put the screws to him. See, that doesn't seem quite right. Jeff Lynne really is ELO, no, right? I understand, right? Yeah. But Axl Rose, that band was Guns N' Roses. You know, I don't think it was just Axl Rose that was right. Guns N and Roses. I, I'm sure Slash at the time didn't think about it, or mm -hmm. I don't I don't know. I think was, he probably just wanted to make his it, escape. Yeah, it was, it was probably one of those. That he, yeah. It probably was one of those issues. So, so okay, so now Jeff Lynn owns exclusive rights to using ELO. Yes, he does. Okay, so there, but I guess someone could say ELO too, or I don't. That's what I'm saying. So why would somebody else, I'm just speculating, why would somebody else want to do that? And why would Jeff Lynn let it be? Well, that's... Because he's in his 70s and he doesn't care anymore. I don't know. Right. No, I, that's not true. But I, I think that's probably why... I, I saw Annabella of Bow Wow Wow. So I don't think they can actually say Bow Wow Wow because I'm sure maybe Malcolm McLaren owns that those rights. I don't know because she said, if you look at her website, there was a quote from her on the on the landing page that said, if you are seeing something that says Bow Wow Wow without Annabella, Annabella's Bow Wow Wow, something like that, then you're not seeing you're not seeing the band or something like that. Right, which means yeah. that someone else owns the yeah. that name. Yeah. So they can use the name Bow Wow Wow. Yeah. I mean that that's that's a thing with when bands break up, like lesser bands, like who owns the band's name and yeah. and you see like formerly of. Yeah. You know, I'm sure It's the same with Missing Persons. Missing Persons is not well is it I think Dale Bozio was using the name Missing Persons, which I guess she had the right to, but in in the eyes of some it was really Terry Bozio, the drummer, who you know really created a lot of the sound from Missing Persons. Does he it's, own that, that name? Uh, I don't think so, and I, I don't know who owns the name yeah. officially. But he doesn't use it. He's yeah. he's just going under his own name. Right. He could probably tour under his own name, but yeah, it's and he is. But you do, yeah. But you do <laughs> need that that. Uh, I mean, to have Missing Persons. That's that's you need that. Yeah. That's. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, right? Because that that attracts a crowd. No one necessarily knows who 
Dale Bozio is. Terry Bozio. Oh, well, no one knows I mean, who Terry Bozio or, is except or, if you're or, a drummer. Or Anna, right, or Annabella. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have to say Annabella of Bow Wow Wow or, you know, Lee Mall of Kaja Gugu. <laughs> so. See, I don't know. If you're into music and you are our age, you pretty much knew you, Annabella was like Madonna. Maybe. For, for maybe a year or two. And Lee Mall, I mean, no one else has that name, so you know where he comes from. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I, Sorry to be so disagreeable. No, that's quite all right. No, I, I, I think some people I, I, that are, were not that close, they just know the songs. Kaja, you, know, you remember the name Kaja Gugu. You remember the name A Flock of Seagulls. Do you know who the singer of A Flock of Seagulls is? I do not. So it would have to be, shoot, what was his name? The guy with the hair. The guy with the hair, right. That's what we call him. Yeah, the guy with the hair. Um, so it would be, I think his last name was Scott. Mike Scott. No, that's the water boys. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's similar situation. You yes. need to, yeah. You, you need to have an identifier. The name is important, like ELO. So you saw Jeff Lynn's ELO. I did. I did. I. This is such a fabulous show. Okay. I know you saw them last year, as did I. Last year, the year before. It was actually in two thousand. Uh, I, oh, yeah, 2016. We saw him uh, September 11th, 2016. Okay, so exactly two years ago. Yes. September 11th. Yeah, and I saw them at the Fonda, and you saw them at the Hollywood Bowl, so those are all two different, those are both different experiences. But Jeff Lynn, I think most people appreciate (laughs) the musicianship and and everything he brings to the table, his Mm -hmm. production, everything. And he's not, you know, he's not, I want to say he's not a dynamic performer. He's not moving around the stage and, you know, totally engaging the audience that way. But he totally has the capability of uh, or the ability to engage the audience just by being him, by playing his music and the guys, you know, that he surrounds himself with and the the string, you know, the cellist and the um, violinist. Fabulous. They were just stellar. And the, the, the guy who sings um, backing vocals, but he actually sings a lot of the you know, it's not always backing vocals. Sometimes it's front vocals. They were all so great. They're all you're 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 transfixed, even though they're not you know running all around and you know being showmen. They just put on a really great show, and the sound is phenomenal. He sounds he sounds great. I'll I'll run down the set list for you quickly, and we can talk about some of the songs if you want. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, um, but I re- yeah I remember. I mean, I saw them years and years ago, and I. I'm sure Jeff Lynn knows that he's not a a, a, a showman. Yeah, you know. But um, you know, when I saw him, there was you know he had a fireworks show. There was the uh, you know I saw the Out of the Blue tour. So there was spaceships. There there was a lot of visuals going on while while the music playing because he you know he knows he's not going to yeah you know, he's he's not, but the visuals know. don't distract from him you know from right, right, him no, they, they really enhance right that's what exactly you saw them. At Anaheim Stadium on August 26th, 1978. Correct. I know that. That came from my resident expert. And I was also yeah. told that Tony Bennett may have introduced him that night. Is that true? Do you recall that? Uh, no. He is thinking of the video when they played in London. Uh, I own the video for that, and Tony Bennett introduces them in London. Oh, so my resident expert is not so uh, well, he's, he's thinking of the video, yeah. Okay. I don't think Tony Bennett came pro- to Anaheim Stadium. No, oh, you know what? It was Tony Curtis actually. Oh, it wasn't <laughs> It was <laughs> Okay, that's a little different. <laughs> Which is also bizarre. That's I, random. That's more random than Tony Bennett. It is, definitely. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Curtis. Your Royal Highnesses, ladies and gentlemen, children, and to those of you who are not Highnesses, or ladies or gentlemen, or who are here, I bid you welcome and peace and happiness to all of you. For the disabled children, and for this great, great honor that's been presented to me, to present to you the most outstanding rock group in the world today. My friends, the Electric Light Orchestra. that is but yeah you can watch the out of the blue tour the video and it's tony curtis tony curtis which is crazy okay well i'll correct my resident expert all right i'm sure he will come back going no 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 and maybe you know no I, sure. I wouldn't know who either one of them when i saw them i wouldn't know who either one of those people were you'd recognize to- oh not at the time probably no. you'd recognize tony bennett for sure no no tony bennett you know, I was with my dad. My dad would have gone, hey, that's Tony Bennett. Or that's Tony Curtis. Or that's Tony Curtis. <laughs> like, no, it's not. Um, I'm also curious if, as to how different the set was from 1978 to 2018. You know, Very 30, good question. 30 years later. Actually, do you I, know? I do. I do know. Of course you do. So let's see. Let's, let's make a quick comparison. All right. All right. What they open with in 1978? Handing in the ring. Same with last weekend. What? Swear to God. Keep, and so, all right, so they, they open with Standing in the Rain. Mm-hmm. What uh, else did they play? So uh, usually when a show starts, there's, uh, you know, explosions and, uh, you know, I don't know, something happening. Was the, <laughs> what, what did uh, Jeff Lynn, the dynamic performer that is known as Jeff Lynn, do to... Uh, to enter the stage? To enter the stage. They come like, like via pink, you know, on a trapeze. <laughs> yeah, right. He's in the 70s. Yeah, I know. Okay, so... They all just entered. I, <laughs> and there was some stuff, you know, stuff on the screens going on. There's stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's just nothing... Okay. No, it's, no acrobatics. It's just we don't need... We know we're good. We just, we're just going to come right. out and play for we you. We are talented musicians. Yeah. And we don't need all that No nonsense. distractions. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Because last time, when I saw him in 78... You know, they had the spaceship, and then there were some fireworks, yes. and then blam, standing in the rain, boom. Yes, and my resident expert also showed me a picture of the, you know, the... The, the spaceship? The spaceship. Yes. You just called it that. Yes. Yes. So I got to relive we'll, that whole thing. We'll call your resident expert the RE. So when <laughs> okay. They, so when the RE was talking... Yes. We're going to put that in quotes now. Now they think it was Tony Bennett. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Right. That's right. Okay, so then what? What? Uh, what uh, else you got right, from nineteen seventy eight? Well, <laughs> I mean, that, this was working there out of the blue tour, so there was yeah. a lot of out of the blue stuff. Um, so go ahead, go over since it's more fresh in your mind. I can tell you uh, what was played and what wasn't played. If there was anything different, okay. Well, I want to say my re was I think surprised at some of them. So, Evil Woman all over the world. 
which was a little bit later, you know, which was in the 80s. Yeah. Showdown, do ya? I should have known this, but I did not know it was a cover. Well, it's not a cover. It's a Jeff Lynne song. Jeff well, Lynn, the move originally recorded it. Correct. Sorry. Okay. But the, Right. And yes. they redid it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't but, realize he wasn't the first one because he, he, they recorded it first. The move. Yes. yes. But, but yeah, but Jeff Lynn was mm-hmm. part of that band. That was Rory Wood's band. Have you ever listened to the move? Are you familiar yeah. with their work? Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't. I listened to this. Yeah. But I was not You familiar. should, you should do a deep dive into the move. It's just like glam rock. From the seven. It's completely opposite of what you might think Jeff Lynn would be associated with. Really? Yeah. Anyway, and then the next song, When I Was a Boy, which I can't help but think of Beyonce. Okay. I am happy he's still playing that. I like yeah. his last album, and I like this song a lot. Um, I, I think the album is pretty good, actually, the their latest album. That wasn't considered, was that considered an ELO album? Yeah, that, that was considered a Jeff Lynn's ELO record. Okay. A Jeff, all right. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. it's very good. I, I like, you should give that one a listen to. It's, yeah. More than a cursory listen. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it deserves it. When I was a boy, I had a dream All about the things I'd like to be Soon as I was in my bed Music played inside my head When I was a boy, I had a dream Remember when we were talking about rumors about... Uh, like uh, in the air tonight. Yes. <laughs> Did you hear the rumor about living thing? No. It's about uh, supposedly it's a uh, uh, anti-abortion song. That's what I heard it was, but I don't think it. Is. But it's not. You never heard that. Never heard that rumor. No, and I'm plugging my ears now because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you will never hear the song again, like the. <laughs> no, but I want to know because so stay tuned. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Because Snopes. Snoops it up. Yeah, I want to. I want Is it Snopes. Snopes or Snoops? Snopes. 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 It's incorrect, but that's okay, what I know. had heard. Oh no, I'd never even heard that because I probably tuned it out if I did hear it. they handle that if they're playing a that's kind of cool they're playing handle with kr yeah oh. it was great so uh, you know does not, he sing the whole thing or is he uh he sang and and also the backup singer sang with him who he was really good really talented he's passionate and he was having fun too they were having a lot of fun together um but they flashed on screen the other the other wilburys oh the ones oh, that's that are nice. no longer with us yes. yeah it was nice and some that are still with us yes <laughs> thankfully yes 
and then Rockeria, which, you know, my RE corrected me because I used to call it, which I can't, I don't know why, Rockaria. Which it should be. He calls it Rockaria. It is Rockaria, but it should be. Rockaria. 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 Yeah, it should be. But yes, now I understand. Yeah, it, it, it was good. It's <laughs> kind of a ridiculous song. That's like his Bohemian Rhapsody type song. <laughs> yes. Or his meatloaf song. His rock aria. It's just, yeah, just kind of over the top. Yeah. That, that's kind of, it's, that's his 70, like his O2 over, <laughs> over bloated uh, production. Yes. <laughs> type, type song. It's still fun. I'm sure it was great in concert. Totally fun. One oh five three eight overture. Okay, now that came from like the first album, second album. It's one of the it's one of those that I did not own. Actually, I don't think I own the uh, the first two ELO records. It is the the. Okay, <laughs> I had a, an argument with my with my RE about this. Also, yes, one oh five three eight overture is from the original album, the first ELO album, which, according to every discography I've seen, is called the Electric Light Orchestra. It was nineteen seventy one. <laughs> However, my RE told me a little uh, a little story about it. He th- he says the album is really called No Answer. Have you ever heard that? I have heard that. I don't know. I'll have to look up additional discographies. And he told me the story as to how this is that how the album title became No Answer. It became No Answer because I guess somebody uh, the label was supposed to call them and find out that what the name of the album was going to be. And they called and there was no answer. So when the record, the label executive asked her uh, what the name is, and she said, no answer. So that's that's the story I heard from my <laughs> RE, but who knows? He's, he's that's good. wrong occasionally. I, yeah. I like that. There was, uh, yeah, what else? There was, uh, I know REM named their album Out of Time because they couldn't come up with a title. And they, and they were out of time? They were out of time. <laughs> I know the Beastie Boys called um, uh, their uh, their management company is called uh, Nasty Man, and the <laughs> se- the, s- the person who the receptionist answered the phone always hello Nasty, and so that was the name of their record. So there, sometimes there's no yeah. thought that's put into uh, the album title. Yeah, but it, it usually makes for a good story. Exactly, yeah. like I just did yes. right there. Boom. And yes, one hundred five three eight overture is from the first album, whether it's called the Electric Like Orchestra. Electric Light Orchestra or No Answer. All right. So, uh, all right. So they played this uh, this uh, overture from uh, No Answer. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, shine a little love. Little disco song. Mm-hmm. Little clap along. Did you clap along? Yeah. Uh, Come on. Did you give it a little. It was a mental. Yes, I did actually. How could you not? Yes. Okay. Very good. Want to make sure? Did you? Did you and your re do it together? We did. Well, he's not. He's not a singer. Like I belt at concerts. He's not really a singer or a clapper. He's an air drummer when he's at the right show, but that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, yeah, he doesn't sing. He watches intently. As we should. Yeah. It's important. But I can watch and sing at the same time. I'm not a good multitasker usually, but I, I ha- you have to sing. If you know the lyrics, you have to sing. 
That's why we go to concerts. <laughs> so you can annoy the person that's uh, that's in front of you. Like, oh my God, this person. Can, can, can you just let Jeff Lynn sing? <laughs> I feel like I'm adding to it. You are. <laughs> Harmonizing. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, then um, Wild West Hero. From Out of the Blue. Which, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that song. Oh, yeah. And actually, I don't think they played that. Uh, I, I think that might be one that they have not played in the past. I don't, um, it I, might I don't, have been. Yeah, I don't think that seems like a uh, pulling one out of, uh, out of the archives. <laughs> that's a good uh, So that's a good pull. I'm sure your RE was probably happy to hear it. Yes. Okay. He was pleasantly surprised with, with a lot of these songs. And then we go into the hits towards the end. We go into Sweet Talking Woman, Telephone Line. Don't Bring Me Down, Turn to Stone, and Mr. Blue Sky. And then for the encore, it was, do you have a guess? Well, it's, I, I already know, because it's the song that he ends every concert with. <laughs> Honestly. Roll over Beethoven. Yeah. yeah. I think he'd mix it up by now. Nope. 78, eight, yeah. 81, 83. Uh, every concert I looked up, they, he ends it with Roll Over Beethoven. Okay, so I guess that was no big surprise. That is not a surprise at all. But, <laughs> but surprising for you. It was surprising for me. That was Even from... though you've seen them three <laughs> times, and he ended every show with Rollover Beethoven. Yeah, I guess. Okay. I can <laughs> edit this out. I knew that. No worries. All what... good. Um, I did see a note on here when I looked up the song list. It said that uh, Richard Tandy, who is in the actual band, was not at the show. Is that true? He was not at the show. And my RE was very concerned about him because I think he also was not at the Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, which led us to believe he might be ill. So I actually Googled and I couldn't find anything current on him. Hmm. So it was concerning. Yeah, that would be. Uh, yeah, because I, I we were bummed. Yeah, yeah, because that was he was at the Hollywood Bowl show. I know for sure he was oh, there. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Did no. he did he make a mention of Richard Tandy? He did not. Well, that's unfortunate too. Yeah. That's so. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. So so it was all. I mean, it literally is Jeff Lynn and his backing band, which is very strong, but is not any of the original members. No, not any of the original members. The, the the one guitarist also, it turns out, is the musical director. He introduced him as the musical director. Which used to be Richard Tandy. Yeah. Which apparently is not anymore. Yeah. So I have to find out some will, information on him. I think you should. It was, it's, it's interesting that you can't find anything. You think you'd be able to find. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So. So it was good. It was, it was, it was a great show. It was such a, I, I say this about most, many shows. For for someone who was not a dynamic, you know, known to be the dynamic performer, it was fabulous. I mean, it's just everything about it. The the sound, his musical, his choices, everything was great. I in in doing my we all familiar with ELO. We know that, you know, the hits hits and hits and hits. But as I was going over the discography, I really can't I mean, they've had hits every single album. I mean, up until, you know, the eighties. Right. Had hits, like massive amounts of hits on them, which you know is obvious, but it's there. They were so consistent. Yeah. And then he shut it down and he was actually did not want to tour 
you, you mentioned in 2001 or when Zoom came out. He was originally going to tour with the band, but he thought no one was, would be interested in seeing the band. I'm pretty sure that's that was the, the history behind it. Or I, I think maybe they tried to put some shows on sale and they weren't selling that well. So he just like canceled the whole thing oh. and kind of went into <laughs> to hiding, I guess, or not hiding, but just not using that ELO name anymore until uh, I don't know what brought it out in 2000, you know, 2016, he decided to, to revive it and. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's been this huge uh, interest, and in, uh, people still have uh, fond memories of of all these songs. Yeah, as as witnessed by two nights, I think both both sold out or were close to selling out. Um, I'll tell you a little anecdote about 2001. Okay, around that time, we <laughs> also having to do with my RE. Okay, we were at an event at, at a at a TV movie industry event. Uh, it was a fundraiser for MS, I believe, hosted by chairman of of Fox Studio of 20th Century Fox, and we were sitting at a table, and at the table next to us uh, was Jeff Lynne and Sir Paul McCartney. Yeah. So they're sitting there, and not, wow. you know, my re was a huge ELO to him is like it's on the same level as Rush, pretty much. So he, you know, Paul McCartney, he's a Beatle, right? But it was Jeff Lynn. He only had eyes for Jeff Lynn, and he went up to him twice. He he went up to speak to him twice, and he was he was really you know it's funny. I I thought it was I was amazed that somebody would go up to Jeff Lynn rather than Paul McCartney. Yes, yes, I agree. I, yeah, yes, he's a yes, Beatle. Yes, no, I I know <laughs> I. Um, I mean, that's not to you know belittle Jeff Lynn by any means. Right. He's a genius. No, I, I know it's. Yeah, I would go up to Paul first. I think, I think most people would. I think so too. But that's yeah. But, he, but know, he was receptive. He was totally, you know, pleasant. Humble and, Paul a little bit. Just go up to Jeff and don't even don't even acknowledge that Paul's yeah. in the room. He didn't. Oh. He didn't. <laughs> and you gotta look over. You got you. Yeah. That was my friend Paul. Like have him enter. <laughs> oh. Have you met my friend Paul? <laughs> Just have Paul. Jeff. Do I know you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he went up to him once uh, while sitting at the table, I think twice. He's going to have to refresh my memory on this. But the second time, he asked, he went up to ask him a question, and there was a woman sitting with him who, as it turns out, is is was in the band. She did not perform with them this time. I think it was in the band, the band, whatever he was playing with at the time or whoever he was playing with at the time. And she stepped in and answered the questions that my Ari was was asking Jeff. But he did get to All right. to have a little chat with him, which I thought was really cool. He got shut down, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, 2001, yeah. 17 years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, and we've been talking about 1981 since we're in the year 1981. They, he didn't play any songs from what, what actually a lot of people like this album, Time. It's, um, it, it's, it's, it's a concept album and it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, the, the I don't know. It was about time travel, and it's uh, and there were a couple of hits on there that. Uh, what was it besides "Hold playing. On Tight"? What was the other? What, was there another hit? "Hold On Tight" was a big song. I think that one hit the top ten, and there were a few videos that were made. And I don't honestly, I don't really remember a lot of the videos, and especially since that album came out in '81 with MTV, I don't know if MTV played those songs initially. I don't remember seeing them on MTV. And uh, thank you for sending me the links to some of the time videos, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that? Do you know the concept? 
of this concept album? Please explain. <laughs> I know you're ready to do that. So I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. Go ahead. That it was about a man uh, from the 80s transported to, that's 1980s, yes. transported to 2095, confronted by the dichotomy between technical advancement and the longing for the past. And I guess that's past love. I do know one thing. The, um, the, it starts off with a prologue, or I think it's called a prologue, into the, the first song. But that, uh, Cher sampled that, for, that prologue for her song, Believe. That I little, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's wow. good stuff. So you'd say you were a fan of time. Sort of. <laughs> I'm sensing you are. I'm sensing I, you liked it. I liked it, but um, uh, you know, I think in the 80s it's better that Jeff Lynn was associated with the Wilbury, Wilburys. Wilburys? Wil, Wilburys. 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 <laughs> do you know which? I only, which do you know his name? Oddly enough, he had two Wilbury names. Okay. Otis and or Clayton. <laughs> That's why we love the, uh, the Wilburys. Yeah. They named their first album Volume 1. They named their second <laughs> album Volume 3. Those people don't need to say more. Yes. Okay. They're the best. Yes. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, Jeff Lynn was doing production work in the 80s and doing great, great work there. And so. uh, You know, people, we talk about the the production work he's done. I've heard people complain about the sound he gets, you know, so George Harrison, he ends up, you know, it's got a Jeff Lynn touch. But when when an artist brings him on, they know exactly what they're going to get and they want his touch to it. So while listeners, audience might be complaining, it has a Jeff Lynn touch. Sure. Yeah. You listen to full moon fever and it yeah, sounds yeah. a little bit like ELO or, you know, it has that Jeff Lynn feel to you it. You just can hear it. You can hear oh, it definitely. somewhere. The influence. I mean the, the, yeah, it's his production. Right. But yeah, it's like Tom Petty was fronting a Jeff Lynn led band. So, yeah. which worked perfectly well. Yeah. Worked really well. Actually, that was a huge, huge hit for him. But if you were like if you if you were a fan of the artist, but you were not a fan of Jeff Lynne or ELO, then I can see why you wouldn't yeah. necessarily like the music. Yeah, no, I think um, he produced the the Beatles "Free as a Bird" yep. when they redid that. Yeah, so that could have been an ELO song. It could have definitely <laughs> been an ELO song. So yeah, that was uh, that was he loves the Beatles, and he brought that uh, he brought that Beatles sound to the Beatles. Go figure. Yes, you know it's funny. I read an anecdote. You say he's a fan of the Beatles, and I know that he was. Um. But I was reading about uh, his childhood and his early years, and it said uh, he was a big fan when he was 13. He heard Roy Orbison's Only the Lonely, and he, that's when he fell in love with, with music. But initially, he failed to appreciate the Beatles. He did not like, in particular, Love Me Do. He found it, and I quote, especially horrible. However, his opinion about the Beatles changed when he heard Please Please Me. And that leads into this, which I think is really super cool. He was inspired by the song Please Please Me. He asked his dad for a guitar, and his dad got him one for two pounds, on which he practiced all the time. He played that guitar until he until 2012. Wow, that's a awesome. lot of years. Yeah, yeah, saw saw a lot of life. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, so he was not initially a Beatles fan, <laughs> and yet he was in a he got to be in a band with Roy Orbison and Harrison. or George Harrison. I'm sorry, I'm thinking McCartney though. Yeah, I'm trying. Unfortunately, I'm thinking of the the Beatles are still alive. Um, yeah, yes, he was in a. Two Beatles we'll, still we'll, alive. We'll edit that out. Yes. That I can't remember George Harrison. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was exciting. He got to play with both Roy Orbison and George Harrison. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's yeah. like a, I just put him on a pedestal. Yes. <laughs> 
And this could be a good place to end this. I think I think I think we've I think we've finished yellow. <laughs> you're, finished, <laughs> you're finished with the yellow. Do yeah. you see a future for yellow? Do you will you um, you know if he records again? I would absolutely give it a shot. I I you know it was the '80s that I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of of his music in the '80s. But I would absolutely because he's brilliant and talented and and it's always interesting what he does what he you know the production he brings so yes i would definitely okay so but you, you yes yeah i think so so you will listen to time from 1981 yes i will and you'll listen to alone in the universe from 2016 give that a listen yes i will excellent and yes i will listen wonderful okay so uh, until next week this is dave this is holly you've been listening to what difference does it make see you later over and out It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.